Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of the Millennial Homemakers Podcast, your resource for all things home, hostessing, and more. We're your hosts, Jackie Alexander and Jacqueline Humble. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Millennial Homemakers. Today, we are talking about spring 2021 trends, and we haven't done one of these episodes in a long time. And these are spring, but also kind of general 2021 trends. We haven't done a trends episode since I think 2019. This is a lot for this whole year. Yeah, and that's totally fine because I feel like with supply chain and stuff from last year, we're... I, I don't think they're going to be that much different than they would have been last year. No, I think they might have changed a little bit just because we're at home more and we weren't expecting that, obviously, at the beginning of last year. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, I feel oh, like this this has just been one big, like... Sure, like we are still blur. in 2020. Yeah, it's just been <laughs> one big, like, it's just things are behind, like, things are just, you know... That's fair. We're home. playing catch up now. Yeah, yeah. that makes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of what I mean. Like we're okay. kind of catching up from that. And then <laughs> another like we're thing- catching up with each other's train of thoughts right now. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, another thing that we wanted to talk about at the beginning of this episode because yes, we are talking about things that are trending, but that doesn't mean that we think that you need to change your mm-hmm. aesthetic or your home or your wardrobe to be all of these trendy things. And it doesn't even mean that you need to go out and buy anything that we're talking about. (laughs) Yeah, we've talked about a lot. Your personal style means so much more than what's in season or what's on trend. And so if it makes you happy, then do it. And if it doesn't, who cares if it's in, in style right now? Right. And it's just, Jackie and I talked a lot about the reason why we started this podcast was so that people didn't feel alone in their homemaking and decorating and, you know, wardrobe, like all those things that we like to talk to our girlfriends about. So if you didn't have anyone in your life phase, then we wanted to kind of open up the conversation to you. And part of that has been keeping up with the Joneses and feeling like your wardrobe has to be, you know, all trendy items, like they must be the most in style. Um, We talk a lot about timeless items for that Mm -hmm. reason. So that way you never like go out of style in your home and in your wardrobe. But right now, as I'm at the beginning phases, like we talked about a few weeks ago with the um, kitchen reno, I'm in the like planning phase and I'm feeling very overwhelmed with wanting it to be this perfect, trendy, top of the line, you know, Mm -hmm. new Pinterest perfect space when that doesn't make sense for our goals or our budget, the home's aesthetic itself, and how, I don't know, I'm just facing it in a new way than ever before because before it would just be like a pair of shoes or a Mm -hmm. piece of furniture, but such an investment as a complete room reno is very different and adding pressure like never before. Yeah, because then you get, I mean, you get people on all sides. You have people like, well, you don't need to spend the money on this. And then you have other people that are like, no, you need to get the top of the line. You know, you need this to last forever, even though this is not your forever house. This is not where you want to spend your money. You just need a few upgrades. 
I might have called Jackie crying yesterday, <laughs> just feeling very overwhelmed by everything. And by putting stuff out there, I do open myself up to comments, which are fine. I love interaction. I love that kind of stuff. But it can also be a little bit overwhelming when, mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of opinions on stuff. So it's just, it's just part, it's just part of it. And then also like, I'm, you know, I wasn't crying because someone hurt my feelings or something. I was just feeling frustrated because it's like, I don't know the right first step. And I don't mm -hmm. want it to, I don't want to have like a very costly mistake, if that makes yeah, sense. Because I'd rather get, you know, the fridge that I want than having to replace something that's fine, if that right, makes sense. Absolutely. So, anyway. And something that like I said to Jacqueline yesterday, and if you're in a similar situation, um, even if you're not putting out on, on social media, I'm sure you have family members that probably mm. have all kinds of opinions too. Remember that you don't know what those people's financial situations are. You don't know yes. if if they have help from family, if if they're in way too much debt, or if they're doing fine. You don't know. And so what they can accomplish isn't necessarily what you can accomplish. And that's absolutely fine. Right. Yeah, it's it's a it's a weird it's a weird place that we are. But I wanted to be like transparent and I thought it was perfect to talk about at the beginning of this episode because we just all feel this pressure to mm -hmm. be the most in style, to be the most on trend. Which again is why we're doing a podcast and not something more visual because we we don't want to add to that pressure. We want you to feel comfortable and feel like you're, you know, talking to your girlfriends. And at the same time, we also want you to be informed on mm -hmm. what the trends are because that's like my favorite thing is to know the trends that are coming up and then I see them everywhere. And then yes. I'm the cool friend who's bringing oat milk before <laughs> it's even available in the United States circa 2016 thanks to my husband. <laughs> do you remember that? I do. He was all into that oat milk. He was into like, oat milk. It was from he... Germany, right? Like he had no, Sweden. Sweden, okay. Importing it from Sweden. Actually, it was Oatly brand, which is what the Super – it was on the Super Bowl ad. Okay. So. I'm sure if you watched any of the Super Bowl, you remember that ad. Yeah. Yeah. So now it's available in the U.S., obviously, because they have a Super Bowl ad. But it's just pretty funny. Okay. So we yeah. will get into the trends. Didn't mean to start on a down place, but also trying to be, like, transparent with the pressures that we're feeling at the same mm -hmm. time. Because whenever a trend comes out, I – you do have a sense of it's like, oh, I just want to do my to whole do house. I want to yes. redo my whole wardrobe. Like I have to buy it in every color, all those kind of things. Yes, so, absolutely. Um, let's get in. Let's start with fashion okay. um, because one of my favorite subjects, yeah, honestly. Say, yeah, because that's your favorite. Well, fashion, food, and home. I don't know if I have a favorite between the three. That's but fair. That's fair. We'll start with fashion. So the trend that I want to talk about is nap dresses. And you haven't heard this term, right? I have not because I thought it was something else. And you're like, no, no, no. These are different. Yes. So the nap dress, it was started by Hill House is my understanding. Mm -hmm. was okay. the designer who like officially coined the term. Correct me if I'm wrong. But pretty sure that <laughs> I don't know since I didn't hear about this until like 15 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, so nap dresses, it's... Um, kind of a la Elizabeth Bennett from Pride and Prejudice and okay, just very smocked, um, kind of muumuu adjacent dress. Which I have been saying for the past year, like we need to bring muumuus back. 
Yes, I have to, which I mean, we're Southern girls. So show me your boo has been a thing and we, we love a caftan. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and so the nap dress, it's like, you can sleep in it. You can wear it around. It's a very like linen, airy kind of material, perfect for spring. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, uh, kind of smocked, usually a midi or maxi length and, like a caftan slash muumu slash Elizabeth Bennett undergarment. <laughs> Which, when I looked at pictures when you said it, it reminded me of the Target Prairie photo challenge, but a little more refined, a little um, not as not as patterned, not as fluffy. It yes. does have like kind of bigger a sleeves, shape. Yeah, yeah, and and definitely long, but it's something that you can just wear like anywhere. You can dress up a little bit, and I think that we're we've been seeing a lot because of twenty twenty one. Obviously, we're staying at home. There's been all those TikToks, which I've like kind of gotten to the TikTok stuff. Not I'm not like making TikToks, but I like watching them sometimes. And like I have even created an account, so you're ahead of me there. I think I've sent you some to watch. Though. You have. <laughs> But it's like, you know, the, I wish, here's all the cute things that I bought to wear this year and I didn't wear it. Like that's been a thing. And it's this little Mm -hmm. dog who's cute and he's like wearing all his different outfits and stuff. But, you know, that's been a big thing is like, we don't have, we can't, we don't really have places to go. So there's no real Mm -hmm. point in getting dressed up, but I like getting dressed up just at home. And that is like wearing kind of like a nap dress and then putting on fun accessories like earrings and stuff like that. So I'm all about this trend. I'm into it. I don't own a Hill House nap dress. I'm pretty sure they're like, let me look. I think they're expensive. <laughs> but you can get like knockoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Especially as they become more popular, you're going to be able to find cheaper versions. Oh, no. They're not that expensive. They're only $125. Okay. I mean, they're more not like. I would spend to just wear around the house, but not outrageous. And they have some short ones too. Oh, but I like that. So it's kind of like the Arethial nightgown. We'll talk more about Taylor Swift in the home section, but I blame this kind of goes into the cottage core theme. Yeah. And I blame credit whatever Taylor Swift for really like owning this part during her quarantine so we'll talk more about that later but the nap dress look it up which the nap dress I thought you were talking about maxi dresses Mm -hmm. um which is my next trend maxi dresses I feel like they're kind of an ebb and flow they're in style and then the next year they're not um they're back this year and I think part of it it's, it's related to the nap dress because it's an easy way to dress up at home and if you're curled up on the couch you can still like get your feet under it if you want you know if your feet get cold um and so they're just really comfortable and there's so many styles which I think when maxi dresses first came out you were fairly limited I'm really excited because they're finally making dresses that I would have been making 10 years ago Yes, exactly. Style that I wanted. So I'm I'm very busty, Mm -hmm. and I need a V neck. Is like the most flattering for me because it's so busty. I need something to break up the fabric. (laughs) (laughs) I need a. I love a tiered tiered skirt, tiered dress, like a tiered Mm -hmm. maxi that we're seeing a lot now, and I love a sleeve. Because it is just like the, you know, a little button detail. I have four dresses from Loft. And the reason why I went out and bought them all is because Mm -hmm. I have literally, I mean, I looked into manufacturing this kind of dress. Like I have been 
imagining this dress, looking for this dress for years. And it kind of finds some versions of it, but it's like they've perfected it. Target has a ton. I've bought a lot from Target too, because I know, especially now that we're going into the time, you know, childbearing years, this is great for us. (laughs) I think it's millennials. The millennials, we've gained a little weight over quarantine. We want a flattering maxi. No shame at all. We want a little flattering maxi. And, you know, I am into this. And I blame the millennials because now we're like, eh, we're a little old for the super mini skirts for, you know, on the red. Form-fitting show off right. every curve like now no like, more bandage no, no more bandage dress so but, I am all about the maxi and middies and I think like the fabrics are so much better than they were 10 years ago I remember a dress maxi dress I had I guess probably about 10 years ago is a really thick cotton and it was strapless um or not strapless it was sleeveless um but it was just even then it was hot during the summer but now they're softer materials there's thinner materials there's just it's not just thick cotton anymore it's those fun materials and I all of the dresses I bought last year I bought with can I wear this when I'm pregnant in Mm -hmm. mind um because we were starting we were trying for a family and so that was maxi and mini dresses because they flow better so you can wear them longer um and they're like you said they're easy like with the nap dresses you can throw on some accessories dress it up or you know put on sandals and dress it down a little bit yes I'm all especially a good like quarantine happy hour or socially distanced happy mm-hmm. hour you know with some tassel earrings and just I'm kind all of about the tassel earrings like right caftan sort of you know I keep saying caftan adjacent but that's kind of what they are yeah and I am so into it I'm so happy about it and target and loft yeah go and buy some because you won't regret it. And I haven't been like a midi dress person until last year, which is funny. But if something about turning 30, I was like, oh no, I need to become a midi dress person. (laughs) I, um, Drew's sister got married last year and her bachelorette trip, like, you know, we all wore the little black dresses. I wore a midi, never done that in bachelorette trip in my life. Loved it. So comfortable. Not going back. We're getting older, but wiser and more comfortable. <laughs> yes. Um, and more comfortable. So I have a shoe trend, which okay. is block heels are here to stay. And I think they mm-hmm. will be for a while. We saw like a gradual, I've said this before, um, progression from like the wedge to then the block. And mm-hmm. I've seen some thinner blocks where it's just, it's still, it's still a block, but it's like thicker but then maybe thin like it looks like from the back it would look like a block heel but from the side it would look like a stiletto like I have seen some of that but in general I think block heels are still here to stay stay um but now they're being mixed with not just a pump it's like a braided chunky braid or a strappy sandal part with the block heel I'm seeing a lot of cylindrical heels Mm -hmm. versus just the standard block heel but you can buy. I've seen a lot of those too, which is a really fun texture. Detail yes, because it's not yes. what you. Expect. I love it. I'm into it. You can find it all the way from the top designers to like Steve Madden and Dolce Vita, um, and you know any to Zara and Lulu's. I mean, anywhere that you look, you're gonna be able to find it. So just be on the lookout for that trend and try it because it's so fun. 
Yeah. I mean, and you've been, I mean, I don't want to say preaching, but kind of preaching Black Heels for years. Yeah. yeah. I definitely saw it like even back in 2013 was when Mm -hmm. I first started seeing it at market. And I have been a fan for sure because it just helped. And I've been doing like lower block heels um, Mm -hmm. again, because, you know, if I'm wearing it, like around the house or, you know, I'm not going to like really formal events. Right. So yeah, I've been into like a lower block heel and I just scored. I'm so excited to share this. The most amazing pair of cylindrical block sandals, low heel from mm-hmm. Poshmark. They are, I think I'm saying this name correctly. They're Loffler Randall. Okay. Which are originally like, Three fifty to four hundred dollars for a pair of shoes, and I got them for a hundred and fifty. And such a great deal. They're gold and beautiful, and I'm obsessed with them. And that is a splurge. I usually do not spend that much on shoes, <laughs> but I have been looking for them. And I mean, I almost cried when they came in the mail because I even after I had like won the bid or whatever, I was mm-hmm. like, she's not going to show them. She's not going to show them. And then she did. <laughs> and they're here and they're perfect. So you Good. can Good. find these things for cheaper. And the reason being, I tried to find like a knockoff, but I mm-hmm. just loved all the details on that particular shoe. It's gold. It's a bow. It's very me. I will have those for years and I will never regret that purchase. So yeah. I mean, that's all of your, well, like gold is like your secondary signature color, Yes, but it's all of your, yeah, it's, it's you in a shoe. Exactly. It's like perfect. And I got the lower one so I can wear it a lot. I wore them for Valentine's day and I was just so like peak Peak mm-hmm. posh marking right there. Yeah. Um, okay. And then uh, another thing that's going to be here to stay is monochromatic outfits. Absolutely. We saw Absolutely. that. We've been seeing that for years. We saw a lot of it at the inauguration. Um, and we've been saying for years that that's also just an easy way if you want to look put together without, mm-hmm. you know, spending a whole lot. Dressing in monochromes really does that. I totally agree. I love monochrome and Mm -hmm. I've been wearing a lot of black recently. And uh, some of that might be the quarantine weight that I'm trying to hide, but. (laughs) Which is another benefit of the monochrome because you can wear those darker colors and it's very slimming. Well, we're getting into spring, so I can't hide it much longer. (laughs) Anyway. Okay. Well, you can with my next trend if you're done with monochrome. Okay. And that's wide leg pants. Um, which you've, have you seen all the articles where it's like Gen Z makes fun of millennials for their skinny jeans and side parts, which I'm not going away from either of those, but the wider leg pants, because you can have like those linen materials and those thinner materials for the spring, but you don't have to worry about like trying to fit into those skinny jeans that might not fit thanks to quarantine. Okay. I love skinny jeans and I will never I'm not, not wear skinny jeans. I'm wearing We've skinny done- jeans right now. We, I don't know why you'd be wearing jeans at your house, but I guess you are. <laughs> I'm trying to like put real clothes on more often right now. I'm in leggings. Well, that's good. That's I good. usually am. That's why <laughs> I'm trying at least three times a week to put on real clothes. Oh, that's good. We invented the boot cut. So I don't even want Gen, what is it? Yes. Gen Z, Gen Z. Yeah. coming These in are here. More like trouser cut, which are my one of my favorites I mean look at the 90s like all the the middle part look at the 90s I'm so over this I know like you know this 
oh, we invented this. Like, no, you didn't. It's just trending right now. So, right. you know, and of course- And I'm sure like the, everything from the 90s, you know, people from a couple decades ago were like, nope, that was us. It's just coming yeah. back. And a lot of it too is the millennials- you know, are having children, maybe not mm-hmm. spent, you know, they're, that generation is always going to be a little bit behind, if you will. Yes. The one, you know, the ones that are like in the depth of infants and stuff, they don't like the mm-hmm. way they look in clothes, you know, so there's just like a lot going yeah. on. And so I feel like that, that life stage is my, you know, and it's if they feel confident in their skinny jeans, wear your skinny right. jeans. That's oh, all yeah. I'm saying. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. But yes, I have seen that. And I don't know. I like skinny jeans. So we'll see if I ever try Yeah, I, I've i seen like the wider leg jeans. And I used to have a couple pair like before, way before this. But I really like them in a linen um, because it's better for spring because it's not as hot. Yeah. Um, and it's more comfortable around the house. I like linen for the beach too. Yes, so. absolutely. Yeah. Do you have any more fashion? Um, I have... One more, well, for me, I really like this one, is extra large button-down shirts because they look professional. So if you have to jump on that Zoom meeting, you have, you know, your button-down shirt on, but you can wear leggings and Mm -hmm. nobody knows the difference. And you don't have to borrow your husband's or your boyfriend's. They're now making them still, like, cut for women, so they're a little more feminine, um, but they're still oversized and comfortable. I've seen a lot. I mean, Old Navy has some good ones, but... yeah. I've seen them, you know, kind of all over. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's a good one. I like that. I like a button down. I do too. So moving into food. Yes. This might be, food might be my favorite. I always like food. So mm-hmm. one trend that we both have seen a lot has been the virtual cooking classes. And I'm sure mm-hmm. y'all have seen those too. Um, for Valentine's Day, I saw one that was like a aphrodisiac cooking class. Yeah, that's so, you were telling me about that because Drew and I always cook for Valentine's Day. Yeah, so it we was did not like take it. it was like you know foods that are supposed to be aphrodisiac. So I don't know. I thought that would be kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. And they actually would send you the ingredients too for that one. It was like a maybe a chef in nice. LA or something. Definitely capitalizing on you know or not capitalizing on, but like trying to make it work within this quarantine v-day i really like that um there's also a lot of free ones available so something drew and i we've been doing for i guess probably a couple years is there's one of our favorite youtube channels is binging with babish and i think he's changed his name since then but he would take foods mentioned in tv shows and movies and recreate them and teach you how to do it and he now has a series on basics so he teaches you how to make pasta and sauces and fried chicken and all that things you mm-hmm. need to feel comfortable and then another one of our favorites is how to drink and so it's the same but with cocktails um, and it's step by step here's how much you need here's what you need and those were on youtube yep yep so we'll link them in the show notes that's cool we had one restaurant in town that was doing um like a to you would order a to-go meal mm-hmm. and it would include a to go cocktail as well Mm -hmm. but it was themed to a movie so for christmas they did like um the grinch and it was like a green i don't i don't remember what the food was we did one i did one with my friend helen um and it was for the movie chef which is about like a cuban i'd never seen it before like a cuban food truck Mm -hmm. so they did a cuban sandwich and black beans and it was just and then a what's the Cuban 
I can't think of the name of the drink. Pomelo. Pomelo. Oh, I can't remember. It's like a grapefruit cocktail. I can't remember the name of it. I'm so sorry. Someone's going to know. They're going to be yelling at their at their uh, audio. But they're going to be like, Jacqueline, you're Cuban. How do you not know this? I, I know. I know. <laughs> Uh, we drink sangria, so um, let me look it up because it's going to really bother well, me now. It's funny you say that while you're looking that up. That's how we got into binging with Babish because he did a chef episode, and there's a scene in Chef where um, John Favreau makes a really delicious-looking pasta dish for um, Scarlett Johansson, and it's just like a very like intimate scene. And so um, yeah, Pomelo. he makes that pasta. Okay. It's Pomelo. That was right. Okay. Um, okay. I, uh, yeah. So that was correct. So it's like a grapefruit. <laughs> yeah. That that's cute. Um, yeah. And so that was like the first thing because Drew started watching it so that he could cook for me because I cook ninety nine point nine percent of the time. Um. So he started with that dish. Oh, that's very thoughtful. And then we had um, to watch Chef because I had also not seen it yet. Yeah. So it, it's fun where you like with that. So then they did like a ratatouille mm-hmm. one and, you know, it was, it was a clever idea. So if you're not into cooking, you mm-hmm. can still kind of partake in that kind of cooking class trend by just doing like a themed night. Yes, absolutely. At home yeah. um, with takeout or you can recreate it. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my next one is special occasion dining. Um, and I think because last year we couldn't go to restaurants. So now they've become more of an experience again. I think a lot of us were taking it for granted because it was just like, oh, what do you want to do for dinner? You pop over to a restaurant. It's not a big deal. But now you want it to be an experience because you're leaving your house. So it's an excuse to dress up. Um, You might splurge and get dessert or a fancy cocktail that you wouldn't normally get. Or they also have a lot more like personalized tasting menus for occasions, you know, for Valentine's Day. Or you can, a lot of restaurants, I think you can, you know, call and get the chef's table um, for a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's just, you know, it's, it's not just going out to eat anymore. It's going for an experience. Yes. Because we, we so desperately want that experience. (laughs) Yes. Yes, absolutely. Uh, My next food trend is Mm -hmm. immune health. So recipes with orange, ginger, turmeric, all the immune boosting foods and think like quarantini, but Mm -hmm. across your whole meal, (laughs) which if you didn't see quarantini, it was like something people, it was like a meme going around where it was an emergency, like putting vodka basically in like a (laughs) martini glass. So maybe with a squeeze of orange. So people are incorporating immune boosting ingredients into their recipes. So we'll see a lot of citruses, like mm-hmm. I said, a lot of turmeric. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. I love citrus. I, do I love ginger, like love turmeric. I just love all these things. So here for yeah. it. I'm, this one can stay. I'm good, good with that because I enjoy all those things just like mm-hmm. you. Um, something else you and I have both seen is bigger breakfasts more often. I think it used yes. to be like a Sunday thing or Saturday thing when you're at home and you can take your time. But now a lot of us at home are at home and we don't have to commute. Um, so you can spend more time having those big, delicious breakfasts even on a Wednesday. For sure, for sure. Um, people making it just, yeah, making it every single day and that might add to some quarantine weight too. So. <laughs> right. 
Is that not complaining? From- Add some fruit on the side. Uh, I know. That's <laughs> from personal experience. I don't know. Um, so I'm here for it though because I love breakfast food. So into yeah, it. Me too. Speaking of breakfast food, something that I personally predict we're going to be seeing a lot of. And that is more everything but the bagel seasoning. And I'm not talking mm-hmm. about that seasoning, just like things like that. Like now right. Trader Joe's has the everything but the olete. Is that how you say that? The street corn? No idea. I think it's olete. I can't pronounce um, anything. So seasoning. Just predict we're going to get more spice blends like that, mm-hmm. pre-made, really trendy. I mean, the everything with the bagel seasoning is like I could put that on everything and anything. And I mean – I love that seasoning. And now if you go to Firehouse, you can get a your um, roll made with that on top. Oh, that sounds good. I, have, I haven't tried it yet. I haven't tried the elote mm-hmm. um, seasoning, but I have heard that it has – Leah actually I think is the one who told me this – that she felt like it was too much of a fakey citrus flavor – which oh, okay. I've had that in other like I don't like their their chili lime one from Trader Joe's yeah. can be a bit too fake. Like I'd rather just put lime juice and chili. Anyway, just keep that in mind. I haven't tried it, but I just predict we're gonna be seeing everything but the blank seasoning a lot more. Which is nice because you get all those flavors without having to go and individually buy those seasonings. Exactly. And, and I really think they- right. I think they only work if it is like the bagel where it's a bunch of stuff. Yes. You know? Yes. So. Where you don't want one seasoning to overpower all the others. Yeah. Or like it's just not like two ingredients. Like you would have right. to have like five ingredients. So Exactly. Yeah. Um, which is kind of related to my next one, which is umami, um, which is a, a Japanese, I believe, term for the essence of deliciousness. Um, it's the taste that's often described as meaty, savory, or a deliciousness that deepens flavor. And we're going to see this more with like adding heat and more spices to whatever you're cooking or whatever you're eating um, and just really enhancing the flavor by zesting it up a little bit. Did you, you watch the salt, fast, salt, <laughs> salt, fat, acid, heat. Part of it. I don't know if I finished it. Okay. Cause they have one episode on umami, umami mm-hmm. and that was going into I think it was well no I maybe it was on the salt one it was when um they went to Japan and it was mm-hmm. the or not she went to Japan and it was um soy sauce but they talked mm-hmm. a lot about umame within the salt episode okay and which so, makes sense because it's like one of the newer flavors that we've like newer like we had softy we had Spicy, but like umami is like a weird, it feels like combination of all of that, that sometimes it's like hard to pin down. Yeah. Yeah. But they talked a lot about it. So the episode was about salt, but they talked a lot about the umami with Japanese food. Mm -hmm. And so that was something that was just like very intriguing to me and figuring out how to put that into your dishes is fun. So what was the definition again? Um, The essence of deliciousness. The essence of deliciousness. Yeah, I love that. And it's a savory. Yeah, it's meaty or savory. Yeah, cool. Into it. I have an alcohol trend, and that okay. is we've seen so much seltzer, hard seltzer. Mm-hmm. You know, with everyone's coming out Everywhere. with a hard seltzer. Yeah. And the only ones that I've liked is Vizzy, which mm-hmm. is a 
It ha- and that, that actually goes with the immune health because it has vitamin C in it and antioxidants. So I like fizzy. Mm-hmm. And then I like blue moon has one called light sky. That is and my absolute favorite. Yes. That one. Well, you can't have it now. Well, <laughs> yes. But drank it all summer. Yeah, so that one is so nice and so good, and it tastes just like a blue moon. Um, yeah. And that's more of like a beer seltzer. It's mm-hmm. not like a hard seltzer, so I liked that one a lot. Um, and then, so what they're predicting, this was from, from food and wine. Mm-hmm. They said that they're going to be seeing um, some boozy kombucha, so hard kombucha. So canned, and I like this idea because kombucha is already has the effervescence like um, bubbles in it mm-hmm. naturally. And yeah. the thing with the seltzers is I feel like there is a unnatural flavor to a lot of the seltzers. Okay. And kombucha already has a lot of natural flavors and already has the bubbles mm-hmm. in it. Mm-hmm. So adding a uh, grain alcohol to it, I feel like would be good. And you know? it's already fermented. And so yes. it's it's a very natural transition, like you were saying, to go from yeah. something that's just good for you and tastes good to something that's also well, slightly alcoholic. And kombucha does have like, yeah, it does have that slight alcohol percentage in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but just upping that up a little bit, I'm here for it because I love kombucha. I do too. And the first place I had it was at a bar, like they had it on tap. And so it makes sense that Mm -hmm. it would just become more alcoholic now. Yeah. My next one is edible gardens. And since we're spending more time at home, we want to bring greenery and and living things into our home to just make us happier. But we also want to be able to use those things. Um, And so more people are growing herbs and vegetables that if they don't have space outdoors, they can still you know, get their tomatoes without having to go to the grocery store. And it's just a fun way to have the things you need to try new dishes or beverages and brighten up your home. Yeah, I tried this. Um, I got some stuff, <laughs> but it didn't work that well. We might try again this year. I My issue was like, I just picked things that I wanted to grow and wasn't necessarily going based on like planting times. <laughs> yeah, which so, I think that's, I mean, I just can't grow anything, but I think that's part of my problem too, is I'm like, I want tomatoes and planting them. And I right. don't pay attention. And it's March and we've had a few freezes. So, yes. yeah. yeah. You know, not great, but I'm here for that trend. Yeah. Um, yeah. So my last food trend is, we've talked about it before, charcuterie boards. The mm-hmm. whole board trend is not going away. Um, yeah. I would say that this is a little bit of a Scandinavian thing because of the smorgasbord yeah. that they have had, which is usually hot food, but it's just a whole table full of all different types of food all together, like a potluck, but a board. Mm-hmm. And I think that is like an originator. Yeah. Of some and of now it's just like stuff. been pared down to a very specific use. Right. And so now we've been doing the charcuterie boards. I think we're going to be seeing more of, I've seen French toast boards. I've seen nacho mm-hmm. kind of different boards, like go on TikTok. It's all over the place. We're going to keep seeing this. Which all of those. You would think. um, I have seen some jar cootery for um, COVID times. Yes. Because it's like, but I think if you are interacting with anybody right now, then you are in the same household. They're in your quarantine bubble, whatever. 
so you don't really care. But it is interesting that this, there's an even uptick in this. <laughs> right, even right. Even though we're, like, not supposed to be doing buffets. But anyway. <laughs> Which, since you said, like, the, the jar of cootery, that's – we went to a wedding not long ago that they served all the things from a charcuterie board but in little individual cups, and they passed them like past hors d'oeuvres. Um, so there are ways around it if you are starting to venture out into, like, bigger groups and you're not comfortable sharing those, but you can still get a lot of that same presentation. Yeah, yeah, it is cute. Okay, I think we can move on to home. I think so, too. And so we wanted to start with home by talking about two terms that we have previously talked about. And that is Hugue. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Hugue? 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 And correct us if we're wrong. Lena, correct us if we're wrong. <laughs> uh, wabi and Wabi Sabi, mm-hmm. which we have talked about both of those trends. Hugue, Hugue is like the feeling of warmth. And it's candles, it's Scandinavian, it's furs, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's wabi- just that comfort. Yes. And the wabi-sabi is the like meaning of like imperfection and pottery. They talk about the lining, the gold, and the broken pieces. Like, you mm-hmm. know, all that kind of falls into wabi-sabi. So that's a Japanese term. Well, mm-hmm. this year, it's like if Hugo and wabi-sabi had a baby, it would be Japandi, which is a mixture of the Japanese and the Scandinavian, the Scandi. Friends, I did not make up this term. Jackie did not make up this term. Nope, we did not. Pinterest made up this term, I think. And uh, let me read the definition. So, Japandi is Japanese meets Scandinavian. Sleek lines, neutral color schemes, and calming setups will be on the radars. Yeah, I'm here for this. But again, don't feel like you need to totally redo your home in this way. But if you're buying throw pillows or Mm -hmm. arranging things that you already have, keep this in mind. (laughs) I really like it with the natural woods because you still get a lot of those sleek lines, but you get the warmth of the wood and the, the coloring and it's not, you know, as stark white as sometimes if you think Scandinavian, you think too bare. And so it kind right. of warms that up a little bit. Well, also, well, I don't know. I think Scandinavian, I think like a lot of fur. Well, that's too. true. That is true. So, but but so you are kind of warmth. Yeah. And you are correct in the fact that it is a more minimalist mm-hmm. decorating style. So... Yeah. It's in and I like it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my next or my our next one is um multi-purpose spaces. Um so past year we've had to completely change how we use our homes. Your dining room might have also served as an office, your couch might become a school. Um, and so now that we've had time, you've learned what works for your family and you might be rearranging the rooms in your house that and we've talked about this before, especially with like how Jacqueline's redone her home. That just because a floor plan says something's a dining room doesn't mean it has to be a dining room. Um, so it's just bit getting creative about how you use your space um, so that it works for you and your household. That's been huge this year for sure. Mm-hmm. And another thing that's been huge with the quarantine stuff is outdoor living spaces. Absolutely. Whether that's your porch, a screened-in porch, just a covered porch, a deck, whatever. People mm-hmm. are putting TVs out there. They're making it like retreat areas. Yes. Because an excuse to get out of the house without going anywhere. Right, right. And people are putting in pools. Like all the pool people are backed up. They yes. you like can't get a pool for like six months because <laughs> they're all making pools. Everyone wants yeah. a pool. Yeah. And now it's not just putting in the pool, it's decorating the space so that it feels like an extension of your home. 
Yeah. Or just like a, like a resort. Or a new place. Yeah. 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 For sure. I think we're also seeing a lot of those like earthy, warmer (laughs) tones. Sherman Williams color of the year this year is Urbane Bronze, which is kind of a brown, but it's like a warm, like sometimes when you think brown, it's not like appealing, but it's, it's a very warm brown and it looks really well with brighter hues if you want to brighten up your space or with, you know, warm greens um, to kind of bring in those earthy feels from those outdoor living spaces you created into your house so that it's just very serene and calming. Definitely warm tones, blush. We're seeing still mm-hmm. like colonial pink, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And I love the, the Sherwin-Williams color of the year. Yeah. Do we even want to talk about the Pantone colors of the year? I did not write them down because I was very disappointed. I, one, hate it when it's called the color of the year and they pick and two. two. They've done this before. It's yes. annoying. Yeah. It, it's like make um, up your mind. It's a gray. That's not my favorite gray. Mm-mm. And it's a yellow. That's a very bright yellow. And I get that Pantone is not just for home not right. just it's for fashion. For, right. It's this whole thing. But meh yeah. is all I have to say about it. Yep. And Urban we talked Braun, about it when they announced it. And we're like not not here for yeah. it. Urban Braun and I liked last year's classic blue into it. Went with yes. the Chinazari trend. Like yeah. so into it. But not here. Which is why we brought up Sherman Williams, where normally we just do Pantone. (laughs) Yeah, I like Sherman Williams. And I know, uh, yeah, it it just, I I understand why Pantone did what they did, but I didn't think it was reflective of actual color trends. Yeah, I I agree. Mark that one off the list. Um, (laughs) Um, So our next one is It's kind of two trends in one, but they're like related. And that's Grand Millennial and Cottagecore. And Jacqueline, you can talk more about the Cottagecore because I think you know more about it. Um, But the Grand Millennial is really like the comforts of your grandma's house, but with a millennial twist. So it's velvet sofas and needlepoint and floral curtains, but with some brighter colors thrown in. And it's just very, it's traditional and nostalgic. um, So it's very comfortable. And lace. Yes, um, lots of lists. used in like floral patterns, gingham patterns. And mm-hmm. cottagecore is very similar. Again, I think Taylor Swift it was either on this trend or made it even more mainstream with her folklore and Evermore albums. Mm-hmm. And she just really had this vibe throughout the you know s- solitude, isolation <laughs> in a cabin thing with like a warm yeah. fire and just that cottage core <laughs> is what they're calling it. So yeah, all the same things. Let me see if there's a definition. It idealizes rural life and developed throughout the 2010s until being named on Tumblr in 2018. So, and that we've been seeing a lot of that too with homesteading and stuff like that. So it mm-hmm. does, it does idealize this like, isolation like artist yes you know um throw kind of vibe <laughs> and now we all were isolated so more people started embracing it because it's yeah, it's I, I live in a little mountain bungalow so <laughs> i'm kind of embracing it i would say and then my last one i already talked about this is about light fixtures mm-hmm. i, I kind of mentioned in the japan d trend the knotted 
and natural woven light fixtures. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could even take that into when I was talking about the block heels with the braiding. Yeah. I think we're seeing a lot of that kind of um, theme throughout. But mm-hmm. with um, another light fixture trend is, which might go with Grand Millennial or whatever, but is the picture lights. So mm-hmm. I think there's a formal name for it. I couldn't find it. We were looking it up right before the episode. We were. But- I've always called them museum lighting. Yeah, museum lighting, like, you know, those little sconces with the usually brass. You can get Mm -hmm. it hardwired or it can just be a pop light or a battery light bulb, whatever, remote. Mm -hmm. But it just hangs over pictures. I've seen it hang over artwork. I've seen it hang hung over sinks and kitchens, hung over your mirror in the bathroom. I mean, people are using them everywhere. I want to get some for the house for some pictures in our bedroom that I had framed. But I was just thinking, so my Going back to the cottage core and grand millennial, my so my grandma did cruel, I think it's called, which is a type of needlework, and I have a couple of her pictures, and I'm like, that would look so good with like the picture lighting over it. Yeah, that would look really pretty. That's a good mm-hmm. way to highlight it. I just love it because it just makes, and again, it makes your home feel a little bit more like a destination. Yes, um, collecting artwork, spending money that you would be spending on vacations if mm-hmm. you were blessed enough to stay employed. Spending that on home projects um, yeah, has absolutely. been a big trend. So a pool, artwork, cottage core, yeah. <laughs> all, <laughs> all the things. And one other thing based on cottage core and also this light fixture thing is mm-hmm. I am in a thrift club on mm-hmm. – uh, it's the Makerista. I talked about her before. Mm-hmm. I love following her on Instagram. And she has a little thrift club. And it's a Facebook group. And it is paid. But it's been like $20 a year. I think that's going oh, up that's this year. Yeah. yeah, it's really not bad. So it's just a one-time payment. And then you have it for the whole year. And she gives you tips for Facebook Marketplace thrifting, social distance thrifting, like all those different things. And what to look for and to spot quality. Check it out if you're interested in it. But I think the thrifting has a lot to do with these other trends coming back in because our generation's a little bit more savvy savvy with, yeah, with our resources, with understanding, wanting to take care of our climate, not just buying new everything. And Mm thrifting is a great place to start with that and maybe be on a different budget too. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. So into the thrifting. Well, I think this was a fun episode. I'm so happy to be doing these again because – Uh, y'all seem to love our trend episodes. I love our trend episodes. It makes me actually like concentrate on what's trending that I can talk about with friends. Again, Mm -hmm. I see it out all the time. If you incorporate any of these trends into your life, we would love to hear about it. Also, Mm -hmm. if we missed a trend, let us know. We have a Facebook group, The Millennial Homemakers, Mm -hmm. and we love talking to y'all there. So please join it. Absolutely. And of course, you can reach out to us directly on Instagram. That's where we spend most of our um, online time. I'm at JV Alexander 16 and Jacqueline is at Jacqueline Humble. And you can also find us on our blog that we've started um, picking up more at the end of last year um, by just going to the millennialhomemakers.com. You can also find all of our episodes there as well. Thanks for listening. I hope y'all have a great week.